It is a pleasure to welcome on board as our guest, a guy who joined the club last October, hit the practice squad, then got active for the final handful of games, an original draft choice of Tampa Bay. He's been into all the garden spots in the NFL, Buffalo, Cleveland. Jeez. Welcome to Titletown, ladies and gentlemen, from the pride of Northwestern, fullback Danny Vitale. How are you, Danny? Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming over. Absolutely. 2-0. Good starts. Yeah, pretty much uh, doubled my career wins over the last two <laughs> weeks. So <laughs> that's always a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It was so kind of a what was year. What was it like playing in Cleveland? Um, you know what? I will say I absolutely love the city. Great city, great people, great fans. But uh, re really tough, I will say, going one in, ooh, what would that be, one in 31 over the course of two years was, was pretty tough. So. <laughs> Uh, it's definitely good to be in a place like this with a great organization with as much history as this one has, so well, it's awesome. As a competitive athlete, when you're on a team like that, as you mentioned, 1-31, in 31, how do you keep yourself motivated every single week when things aren't going well? Yeah, well, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you're playing football for a living. You're playing a game for a living. So to me, that's one of the most motivating things in the world is making that career as long as I possibly can because – not a lot of people get this opportunity in the first place. And like I said, you're playing you know, a game that you play ever since you're a little kid for a living. So, so what do you make of Miami players all calling agents after they get <laughs> smoked not now once but twice? Want out! Yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's a tough situation for all wow. those guys. But um, I will say when I was in Cleveland, we made a lot of those games pretty close. Yeah. Um, so we knew we were right there like the whole time. Um, but we just couldn't get them done, which yeah. is always tough. But. Well, see the Brownies tonight against the Jets. Let's talk about the win yesterday. What a start, Danny. What was the difference in the execution level in that first quarter? It was extremely tight. Yeah, you know, uh, I will definitely say, uh, you know, one of, one of our team mottos is um, practice preparation equals game reality. And uh, all week of practice, I think we had a, a phenomenal uh, week of execution. Uh, we practiced great, practiced hard. And I think that showed right away. That's, that was one of our goals this week was to start fast, and that's exactly what we did. So um, that, was, that was the biggest thing. Um, obviously, we got a lot to clean up. Um, we also have a lot of self-inflicted wounds that we need to eliminate. And I think if we do that, you know, we can roll over a bunch of opponents. That's what Matt was saying, even again today after looking over the game field. All right, there was Geronimo's play, fighting for extra yards, ball comes out. The whole goofy fourth down, third down, first down, whatever down it was kind of thing. Uh, uh, an errant shotgun snap that uh, was problematic. Even as it looked like you were getting completely shut down by the Vikings, you really weren't. Yeah, you know, that was 100% on us as an offense. Um, that's something we're working to clean up, you know, week in and week out. Um, and that's going to come with time as well. Um, you know, just getting more comfortable still with the system, exactly what our game plan is, and then being able to adjust in the second half is a huge thing for us. That's what makes, you know, an average NFL team a great NFL team is the, the way you can make those adjustments moving forward. And I was going to say, that was kind of my next point. What did you see from the Vikings? It's a very salty unit with a veteran defensive coach and Mike Zimmer. Uh, how did they kind of get things under control from their side do you think and, and slow things down for you yeah well they're they're a great defense they yeah. have been for the last couple of years and a lot of those guys have been together for um you know a number of Five, years now six, yeah exactly yeah. a lot of those guys have been together for a long time so um first of all it's hard to come by wins in the nfl in the first place uh, especially when you got these divisional opponents um everything gets ramped up to a whole nother level so um you know, what, just because you get up 21 points doesn't mean somebody's going to sit down and cry and, and give you the game. So, if anything, it's extra motivation for them, especially divisional opponents. So, uh, 
you know, they found out exactly what they wanted to do, made their adjustments, and came together as a team, and, and they made it difficult for us. But at the end of the day, we found a way to get it done. What do you think of the run game? Aaron had a really solid day. Very few negative runs, a couple of really important runs to start drives, and then that fourth quarter, three minutes left, finished it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think, you know, a bunch of people probably didn't even realize he went for as many yards as he did. And um, not only that, but making smart plays as well. You know, at the end of the game, when we're in that four-minute offense, um, he had opportunities to, you know, go for maybe, you know, eight or nine yards and run out of bounds, but he ended up going down on purpose, staying in bounds, keeping the clock running. So, not only that, just being obviously a great running back, but being uh, an intelligent football player as well is so essential to our offense, and he had a phenomenal phenomenal game. And I hate to say this, this is putting it really kindly, but you are an endangered species. There have been an endangered species in the National Football League. <laughs> Fullbacks, you know, outside of Kuhn and maybe Jim Taylor, who really was a halfback, folks. He wasn't a fullback hmm. in the Packers' power sweep. You know, the power sweep was denied for Taylor, not Horny. But anyway, I don't want to get too far down the road. But anyway... You found a niche here with this offense, and the 21 personnel has been a big part of it since first day of camp. It was strikingly noticeable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, it's kind of tough because there's only so many NFL teams that actually, you know, even carry a fullback anymore. Um, and it's kind of because that role has kind of transitioned to, from your typical, you know, smash mouth downhill football player to kind of a utility guy who can do a little bit of everything. Um, so in the first place, it's just kind of hard to find the right player for that kind of mold um, and then being able to create those mismatches and everything like that that's a huge part of it as well um, not just being a blocking back but be, being able to you know catch the ball handle pass protections be a third running back when they need it uh, there's a lot that goes along with it so as long as or as well as the football IQ side of it as well if you can handle that you know you have a spot and, on and a roster. We saw, we saw you running wheel routes this <laughs> summer and there will be a time I have a feeling when we're going to see some more involvement, touches, everything else with that position. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it kind of changes week to week. That's the thing uh, as well as, as far as, like, personnel groups, everything like that. Uh, really depends on matchups a lot True. of the time, too. So I got that a lot yesterday. Where, where were the tight ends? I'll tell you where the tight ends were. In Harrison Smith's pocket. Right. Okay, this is a Pro Bowl safety, and that's not a consistently winnable matchup. But Nate Metters, how many of you heard of Nate Metters? He was the new nickelback that Geronimo roasted for his touchdown. Those are the ones you've got to find and exploit. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's, you know, when you talk to Coach LaFleur, you can tell – how well he he analyzes tape, analyzes film, um, and how he creates those plays. You know, like you were talking about earlier, that twenty play script. Right. You know, he had that down to a T, and that's why it works so perfectly. That's all his film study and preparation. So, uh, hats off to coach on that. That's exactly what we're trying to do, and he exploited them. Well done. As a fullback, what's the best part of your game? What do you excel at? Yeah, um, I will definitely say uh, I've kind of been always just a great athlete in the first place. Um, haven't always been a huge smash mouth blocker. I kind of played H back tight end in college. Um, so I had to learn how to be more of a hand down, you know, fullback and handle that role. But uh, catching the ball, getting the ball in my hands has always been kind of a, a strength for me. And uh, this offense has really played into that. And I'm looking forward to the opportunities, opportunities that come in the future. We mentioned there's not a lot of teams that even carry a fullback. Is there sort of a fullback fraternity in the NFL? <laughs> it's funny. That's like a, exactly what it is. That's exactly what we call it. Um, yeah. Uh, Kuhn and I talked about it actually uh, a, a couple weeks ago as well. And, and uh, there's a guy, Keith Smith, who uh, is now the fullback in Atlanta. And he sent, I think, every fullback that's currently on an active roster right now in the NFL 
uh, a hat that says "Make Fullbacks Great Again." So, <laughs> so, so we've all we've all been wearing that lately, and we've all been taking our pictures, you know, putting it on social media, stuff like that. And uh, it's really fun, actually. Even playing the Vikings, you know, CJ Ham is their, right, is their yeah, fullback. Yeah, he was their fullback. And, yeah, and we we ended up getting a chance to talk before the game, just talking about the position and. You know, like we said, there's only so many of us left, so uh, we, we take a lot of pride in that, and it's a lot of fun. With the make fullbacks great again movement, are you <laughs> going to have a are you going to have a political candidate in 2020? <laughs> no, I, I don't think that'll be uh, that'll be the extent extent of it. But for right now, uh, it's a pretty exclusive group, so it's pretty fun. I, I think some people <laughs> in this city might write you in yeah, on, on the might. ballot for they 2020. Might. They might. All right. <laughs> There's a vibe in that locker room, Danny, um, and I've seen the post-game celebrations now for the first two weeks, and uh, something's coming together here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the team camaraderie, that was one of our main goals throughout training camp was to have the team come together and have a common goal, and uh, going 2-0 and in, in this division is really hard to do, Yeah. and uh, it's been pretty, pretty exciting so far. It's been uh, pretty fun. Any, is there ever any apprehension? You've gone through a couple of these now with coaching changes about what this guy's going to be like, what's this system like. Aaron says it's the wordiest offense he's looked at since Cal, which is why he had the wristband on there, so it doesn't take him 20 minutes to make a call. Uh, but is there any apprehension about what we're getting into with this guy, especially a guy, quite honestly, as green as Matt is? Um, you know, I think that's the, your initial thoughts when you come in, especially during like OTAs and right. stuff like that. You'd, you'd never met coach before, everything like that. And then uh, from a personal aspect, you know, you come in with, the, with a new coach and you have no idea, does this coach even use a fullback? Does, <laughs> does, you know, because there's plenty of teams that don't utilize them and will never utilize them. So there's always that question mark as well. So uh, when Malcolm and I, you know, who was on our team. Yeah, you know, who had a through, really good camp too. Exactly. So when Malcolm and I were here, our goal was, you know, when we get our opportunities, we got to make the most of those and prove to them that we belong here and that this offense needs to but use. But then a you saw the offense, you saw the playbook, and you realized, uh, yeah, there is a spot. Yeah, absolutely. And when we, like I said, when we did get those opportunities, making the most of them and make it so that they have to keep us, there's there's no reason for them not to. So uh, we, that was our goal the entire time, and both of us, I feel like, did a great job doing, you know, exactly that. Mentioned you played college ball at Northwestern. How'd you decide on Northwestern? What what brought you there? Yeah, um, it was kind of a no-brainer for me. Uh, you know, growing up in Chicago, Chicagoland area, and uh, it was funny. My my grandpa actually was a, a huge Pat Fitzgerald fan. Um, so he used to tell everybody even before I got a scholarship offer, you know, oh, this is my my grandson. You know, he's he's going to play at Northwestern. He's going to be a Wildcat someday. So that was a lot of motivation for me to go out there and try and get that and. Had a couple other schools reach out and, and you know offer scholarships, mostly Big Ten schools, MAC schools, and as soon as I got that Northwestern one, I knew that's exactly where I wanted to be. You realize how close Pat Fitzgerald was to coming here? <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's that's pretty crazy. But yeah, he's got a pretty good gig up there at Northwestern. Yeah, he made so. it pretty clear. Uh, I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the guy played there. He was an All-American there. He's from Chicago, uh, and he's got you know four kids that are all kind of in that high school range of age, so I, I doubt he's going any, anywhere anytime soon. You got drafted in 2016, sixth round by the Buccaneers. What do you remember about draft day for you? Who were you with? What were you doing? Kind of set the stage for us. Yeah, so I was actually uh, just at home with, uh, God, who was there? My, my siblings, my, uh, my parents, um, had some close family friends there, and uh, we knew there was definitely a possibility of getting drafted that third day. Um, 
it's kind of weird for fullbacks. You know, typically you're either a seventh rounder ish uh, or undrafted, mm-hmm. and we knew there was a possibility. So, um, you know, got the call from from uh, you know Jason Light up there, their GM and uh, and their head coach uh, Dirk Cutter, and uh, just filled with emotion. You know, it's something you you talk about since you're eight years old is getting drafted someday, and when that dream becomes a reality, it's it's a pretty cool pretty cool opportunity. Is it all? That's it's funny. That's exactly what it was for me. My mom can tell you, you know, to this very day, that's that's what I told her. I said, Mom, I'm going to be in the NFL someday. And uh, it's pretty cool being able to say I've, I've done that. Even even if it was a short career, it's it's cool that I've been able to say that. Yeah, okay, sure, Danny. Now go make your bed, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. There's dishes to be done, Danny. So eight years old, you knew you wanted to be an NFL player. At what age did it sink in that this is going to happen for me? Uh, you know, definitely, definitely when you get to college, um, you know, I always truly believed I had that, that ability. Um, and, uh, once you get into college and you start having some, some success and stuff like that, and, uh, you know, people start reaching out to you, even, even teams you see at practice, their scouts come by and you know that they're watching you and stuff like that, you know, you have that opportunity. So, um, I would really say right around my junior, senior year, I kind of had that idea and. Um, it's pretty cool, actually, because uh, Dean Lowry and I, um, you know, obviously on defensive line here, um, Dean and I played against each other in high school. Uh, he beat me in the state championship, unfortunately. Does and he then, still uh, rub that in? Oh, all the time. Boiling oh, over Wheaton, yeah, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, and then we both went to Northwestern together. We, we were, you know, I think two of the three freshmen who burned our red shirts right away. And then, uh, you know, we had scouts looking at us at the same time, too. So we've just kind of taken the same path, and it's been pretty cool. Uh, the whole the whole way that's awesome you mentioned your siblings earlier how many do you have so i have uh three siblings um i have a older sister who's married she has, so i have a brother-in-law and then uh, a younger brother um and uh younger sister so we're we're all over the place you i heard you telling a story off the air if you can share it with us your younger brother he's in the navy yeah yeah so he's in the navy uh he just just enlisted and um he's doing great he went to northwestern actually played football with me as well um, we got one year together, which was pretty cool, and he was a linebacker. Um, and he ended up actually just, just choosing to give it up because he knew he wanted to go into the Navy and couldn't afford to get hurt. So, <laughs> did, did you ever think about going the military route? Yeah, I did, actually. Um, I thought about going kind of the same route as him, going, you know, like, type, like special ops uh, type stuff. And uh, now that I'm married uh, and uh, probably start a family at some point, I, I don't plan on going that route, but... Uh, at some point, whenever football is done, I actually am looking into some type of law enforcement or something like that. We're so. going to get to that in just a minute, as a matter of fact. The about, marriage? Yes, about the marriage. Yeah, I, I want his life. <laughs> <laughs> not, not based on who he married, but who came to his wedding. Uh, yeah, it's quite a tale, uh, ladies it's and like gentlemen. It's like my childhood yes. he has it, lived out. Uh, yeah, and it's another connection, not just Big Ten as a former Badger and a former Wildcat, but we're going to get to that one in a minute, so don't go away. Much more with Danny Vitale, live from the turn, powered by Top Golf Swing Suite. When we come back. I looked over at Carl Johnson, the, the line judge, and, and he had spotted first down. Um, it looked from my vantage point that it might have been a, a positive, questionable spot for us. Um, and under two, that's a booth review. Um, so I just wanted to get us on the ball quickly. From the time it took Carl to spot the ball to whatever happened when I went inside, I just assumed first down. Definitely not first down, it was fourth down. So that was a bad, uh, you know, it's a bad play by, by me. 
All right, we'll forgive you, Aaron. But uh, he said, yeah, that just doesn't uh, happen. I'm usually pretty aware of ball position, clock management, all those kinds of things. And he's right, but it was a weird play. Norm, you got it. That was the cold one. Danny, you were on the sideline. What the hell happened? Yeah, no, it, it actually is kind of a tough situation where if, if you're not there, you don't understand exactly what happened. But the ref on our sideline was standing in front of that. He was, you know, the line just spotting it, was standing in front like it was a first down. And he Inside actually, the 25. I think he had to get to the 24 yep. or so. I yeah, and he, and he had the ball too. So yeah. if you're looking over there like Aaron, you know, trying to get a call from coach or whatever it is, um, you know, and you see that ref standing there like he's in front of the first down marker, you know, and, and it was questionable, obviously. Um, he was trying to get a playoff exactly like he said so that we could – they couldn't review it and put us back. So um, what's weird is, you know, those two refs, one spotted in front, one was behind. You know we used to call that? And then they convened. So. We used to call that chicken walking, you know, because the chicken would walk at a little angle, not in a straight line. And by the time from the sideline to the hash mark, the chicken walk would lose a half a yard. That's also what happens when you drink too much, Mark. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> One other rules thing. Uh, you met That's my called sister. a DUI, you met, you friend. Met, I know. You met my sister Sue over there. She had a question about the Dalvin Cook call that took away uh, the touchdown uh, on Stephon Diggs' drag route, offensive PI. Came after a booth review, called it a touchdown. Uh, no flags were thrown, but it went to review. And then they caught Dalvin blocking on, I'm, I think it was Blake, but I'm not positive, almost in the end zone as Diggs was digging. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I remember the play exactly. Um, that's kind of a lot of teams try to do that. Actually, um, you you try to set a pick for the guy coming across without actually setting it's a, a pick. It's a four-letter word you know? in the NFL. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, a lot of teams try to do it. Unfortunately, they got caught. Um, especially when now you can review stuff like that. Um, especially on scoring plays. I know they're always reviewing those, but you know coaches can throw challenge flags as well. So those things. Uh, you know, you got to be careful now with those pick plays like that. All right. That was a very popular challenge throughout the entire NFL on Sunday. That is offensive PI. That is going to be challenged a lot moving forward. Thanks a lot, Saints Rams referee and crew. You've created quite a mess. But anyway, all right, Danny, uh, you are happily married. When was the wedding? Congrats. Yeah, uh, July thirteenth. Uh, my wife and I, uh, we, we actually got married in Chicago uh, downtown, which was just perfect. Had all our family and friends there. It, it was great. It was awesome. And you married uh, the daughter of a guy I know and a well-known guy at that. One of the greatest hockey players of all time, former Wisconsin Badgers. I caught him just as he was starting his Badger career. Chris Chelios. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Kaylee, Kaylee and I, we met at uh, Northwestern. She okay. uh, she played lacrosse there. Obviously, I played football and. Um, yeah, we started dating when I was, I think, a freshman. Yeah, she, she's a year older than me. So don't get mad at me for saying that. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, yeah, we've been together ever since, and we just kind of waited for the right opportunity, the right time, and everything's been great. She's a uh, hockey reporter for the Tampa Bay Lightning. With uh, John Cooper, another yeah. time. Yeah, Good exactly. Lord, I know Coop, their head coach. I've known him for years yeah. since he was coaching the Gamblers. Yeah, exactly. So there's another pretty, pretty cool connection. <laughs> this and is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So we're down there in the offseason. She's there. You know, pretty much busier than I am half the time. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been great, though. Quite the guest list at your wedding. <laughs> let, me, th let me just throw out some names here, okay? Cindy Crawford. Get out. Yeah, Cindy Crawford. I can't tell you how much she meant to me as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Cindy Crawford and I had a relationship that she would never want to hear about. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> but she's at your wedding. That's impressive. Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam, 
Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam was my high school musical career. Like that meant, that band meant so much to me. That is cool. So how do you know all of these people? You, you played at your wedding with the band Weezer. You performed with Weezer at your wedding. I actually another I band that meant a lot. To <laughs> I didn't get to perform with them. Oh, okay. But but I did play their song. I've been playing guitar for a long time, and, and that was actually my first time ever playing with a live band in general. Uh, I didn't even run it, run through it with the band. That <laughs> we just said, "Hey, what song do you want to play?" I was like, yeah, "Let's do this one. This one will be cool." So uh, that that was awesome. But yeah. Um, it's funny, though, those actually aren't guests from my side, surprisingly. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, okay. But, uh, That's not the Vitaly but, side yeah. of the, the, the church. Yeah. That was all the Chelly side. Um, yeah, but, but <laughs> Cindy and her husband, Randy, uh, no, obviously Chris from, okay. uh, they stay out in California. Uh, they used to back, you know, in, in Chris's off seasons right. and stuff like that. And the families became family friends. And then uh, Eddie is actually like best friends with, with uh, my father in law. So um, wasn't shocked with him there. So Another Detroiter. Kid Rock? Kid Rock was there. Kid Rock, do you did Neil you know Patrick him? Neil Harris, Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser was at your wedding. Like when when did it sink in for you that you had Doogie Hauser at your wedding? Like did you just sit up at the at the at the table and just be like, "Man, that's Doogie freaking Hauser." <laughs> No, but but I will say one of the weird things was um, you know John, John McEnroe is also a good family friend of uh, you know my my in-laws and um, his wife uh, Patty uh, I had no idea was Patty Smythe Patty Smith yes. you know uh, sings uh, the Warrior right. yeah oh yeah goodbye to you and yeah. and I'm sitting in the car and that song comes on uh, with my wife I'm like oh, I love this song and and she's like yeah that that's Patty like okay Patty McEnroe like. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, that's her. So I had no idea. So there's another one for you. They were, they were at the wedding, too? Uh, John, it's funny, actually. John was uh, – Wimbledon was a week earlier this year. Oh. And he was covering that, so he wasn't. But Patty and, and their kids – He's another uh, guitar there, so. aficionado, too, you know. I did not know Matt, that, actually. Oh, yeah. I've seen him yeah. playing uh, on stage with uh, whatever. But that had to be a blast. So uh, did, How many autographs did you get at the wedding? Yeah, really. <laughs> Well, they had the they had the guest registry book. He's got right? all the autographs yeah, yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not personalized. It's, it's not personalized, you know. I, I will give a huge shout out to Eddie though. He uh, he actually got uh, Kaylee and I. He had no idea I played guitar, by the way. Uh, but he got us a pretty cool guitar um, that I you know actually have up here, and and uh, he actually took the Cubs helmet stickers and put our wedding date on it uh, on the guitar, and then on the case he does um, calligraphy actually on his own. And he did like you know our two names and, nice. and had the Vitalis, everything like that. So uh, that was a really really cool gift. <laughs> did he did he perform at all at your wedding? Did you get him to sing anything? No, actually, I, I started out before I played the Weezer song. I started out <laughs> playing Yellow Lead Better, oh. and I was gonna like wave him up, but I was like, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Eddie. Don't don't worry about it. I'm not gonna put that pressure on you. So. Social <laughs> event of the season in downtown yeah. Chicago. That's the amazing. Of one Danny Vitali. <laughs> Kaylee Chelios, congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Say hi to Chris for me next time you see him. Absolutely. And Cooper if you run into him. And that's, uh, that's a blast. Uh, I don't think Chelly remember. That was a long time ago, back in the UW days with the Madison Badger hockey team. All right, Danny. Denver's coming to town. Another good defense. Uh, yeah, there's never a break uh, in this business. But, man, you got two under the belt already. Uh, you guys are really feeling, I can just sense a growing confidence in that locker room. Uh, long way to go, but... Uh, where do you go from here now? Yeah, I think uh, 
at least from an offensive perspective, we just got to be more consistent. Uh, we started fast, which was one of our main goals last week, and uh, now it's going to be about playing a four-quarter game on offense and putting it all together, making those adjustments at halftime. Uh, the defense is playing lights out. Uh, if they can just keep doing that, we'll be in good shape. And then from a special teams perspective, um, how about J.K. Scott? I mean, the kid's been unbelievable. Well, okay, his leg's going to fall off by uh, Halloween. I mean, 17 punts in two weeks now. Let's let's calm that down a little bit. But he yeah. is thumping it, no question. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yesterday you look at that play from last uh, from you know last evening. Uh, that last punt he had 5.5 hang time. Same thing in Chicago. The you last know, one was the big rocket. Ends up taking off nine seconds off the clock instead of getting two plays left. They have one. You know, so that, that's a huge thing for him. He's done a great job. Yeah, Pun- punters are overlooked in this league. Oh, the field position is gigantic, and you're huge. on the team. You're on a lot of the teams. Look at what it meant in Chicago. What he was able to do in Chicago. Yeah, it's, the they just field. don't get enough attention. Yeah, yeah. outstanding. Uh, one thing about the defense. Uh, Everyone was kind of anticipating it to be a little better. You went against them every day, all summer long. You kind of guys on the offensive side kind of knew what was going to get unleashed with Mike Pettin once this thing got started. It, they're faster, they're younger, uh, and pretty talented. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, I mean, they've been playing lights out. That secondary is playing great. Um, those two rush ends, you know, you got the two Smiths, and Smith, then you got – Smith sack company. Yeah, ex- exactly. Uh, you got those guys, and then – uh, Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster, guys like that. And Kenny, um, dist- he schooled Kenny had a monster, yeah. monster of a game Went yesterday. Up against number one draft choice and said, hello, son. Welcome yeah. to Lambeau. And, yeah. then, and then Blake Blake, and those inside linebackers just playing phenomenal too. You know, So um, really we had no doubt that this is the kind of defense we could have. Uh, it's good to, good to see it showing out there on Sundays. All right. Danny, it's been a Hold, pleasure. Whoa, whoa, whoa. W- one last question about the guest list from the wedding. <laughs> Who wasn't there? Yeah. John Cusack was there, right? Yeah, he was, yeah. I need to know, did he show up in a trench coat holding a boombox? <laughs> That's really funny because we, <laughs> we, only, we only decided, all right, we were only going to pick one slow song. Oh, oh no. And that was the song we yes, picked. get out! <laughs> really? That was it. That, was, that was the song we picked. That was the slow song. So. Did he dance with Kaylee? Uh, no, he did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would have been That, that would have been, been even better. Hey, Danny, it was a blast having you on. I knew it would be fun. I think these guys really loved you. Best of luck. Stay healthy. And, uh, yeah, make fullbacks great again. And invite Thank us you. to your parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. Danny Vitale, ladies and gentlemen.